is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 248 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be diving into marketing yourself to any size audience with Brie Pear. I am so excited about this interview. She gave such an amazing concrete example at the end of the interview that I really truly hope this client is listening because it was so helpful. But I also think that so many of you are going to benefit from it. Before we dive into the episode, I want to make sure that you have already grabbed my growing an email list guide. And if you have not, I want you to make sure to send me a DM at Jenny underscore Melrose on Instagram and just tell me that you want the email list growth guide. I will make sure to send that to you. You're going to hear in this episode how important it is to be growing your email. We cannot emphasize that enough. And you're going to hear how you're going to be able to repurpose and reinvent yourself by growing that list. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Bree. How are you? I am so good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes, I am so excited to have this conversation. Before we dive into it, though, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Bree. I am the founder and CEO of Thrive. We are a resource and educator for bloggers and influencers. So we have, um, we started out as an in-person conference and we were just doing that one time a year, which was super fun and amazing, but um, we kept it a boutique size conference, which means about hundred to 150 attendees. And as you guys know, there are many, many more bloggers than 100 to 150 people. And so we wanted to, I I didn't want to just meet with bloggers and help educate them. And, you know, once a year, I wanted to, I'm like, but there's so much knowledge that happens consistently that we want to reach more bloggers. So we have since expanded and we have our own podcast as well. Um, We have a free Facebook group for bloggers called the Thrive Blogging Community and um, a blog and have expanded all online events, just basically just took all of that and went online. So I love it. And such a great resource and so much information that we're going to be able to garnish from you. So let's just jump right into this. What are the best ways to market yourself in 2021? So I love that you said in 2021, because I think everything pivots and changes so quickly. And there is one thing that I think you must do in order to stand out in today's world of, you know, so much being happening online. And that is message mining. I think it is so, so important to really know who your audience is, what problems they're having, and what they, how do they want to feel instead? Like, how would it feel to have those problems solved? And I say problems and you could be like, well, I just like try to go on and make people laugh or, oh, I just, you know, do fun recipes or, you know, like, it's not like a really big problem that these people are having, but it it is in a way too. Like, so whether you are entertaining or whether you're helping them know what to cook for dinner that night, those are all quote unquote problems that you are solving for your audience. And so when it comes to marketing yourself in 2021, message mining is when you 
take a small group. Um, and I, I did this, I, I do this frequently. I did it last year and, um, I met one-on-one with people on zoom for about 15 minutes. I had some concrete questions to ask them. And I just asked my audience, you know, I just went on Instagram and our Facebook group and be like, Hey, who is anybody free for 10 to 15 minutes for me to pick your brain real quick about how I can help you with your blog for me. And so with you, it'd be like how I can help you with, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, And so when you do that, you're able to take all that information that you learn from asking those specific questions, you know, and talking to them about your niche and talking to them about like, cool, well, how would it feel if you never had to worry again about, you know, what you were going to have for dinner that night or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, And getting down to like, how are they, how would they feel if you helped them, you know, essentially you're looking for, okay, cool. What content do I need to write for these people or what, what kind of products do I need to create for them? Right. Um, whenever you're able to hone in on that, you're going to attract the audience that you are desiring because you're putting out the content that they're asking for without asking. Right. Cause oftentimes, you know, we're not just handed a book and be like, cool, here's everything that everybody needs. Right. And so when we take the time, instead of like just cranking out content, which is what a lot of us can tend to do, right? We're always posting. We're always trying to keep up with the algorithms and all of these different things, write new blog posts, write new Instagram posts, whatever it may be, um, and just burn out and marketing like crazy. But if we pause for a second and take the time to like actually connect with our audience, find out, okay, cool. Here's what they actually need. When we do that, we're going to see continued growth instead of just like, oh, well, that kind of flopped and didn't actually land. This is how we stand out. Yes. No. And I love that you're getting direct contact with them, getting on a Zoom, being able to just kind of have that connection with them and answer any questions that you have. Because it is something that we often talk about. It's like, solve the problem for your audience. And people say, well, how do you know how to solve that problem? But getting on and talking to them, that is one of the best ways. So let's say you don't necessarily have that Instagram following that's going to be willing to hop on, or maybe you are just starting off on Instagram. How else would you go about getting those people to kind of like get on those calls with you? That would sure. be your target audience. And and I will say like, when I tell people to do that, they're like, Ooh, I don't want to get on a zoom call with somebody that sounds horrible. And I understand, but I'm telling you like, so and to answer that question as well is, you know, whether it's terrifying to you or whether you're just starting out and you're like, well, nobody's going to respond to my Instagram story about getting on a zoom call is just look at your circle around you. So you have started, you know, this blog or this Instagram account or whatever it may be, because you have a passion about something, right. And you have something you want to talk about. I'm willing to bet that you have friends around you that are passionate about the same thing, no matter what it is that you can reach out to your best friend and be like, Hey, can I pick your brain for 10 minutes about this? And so start there. I mean, and that's what I did. I sent a 
text message to a couple of girls in my mastermind. I reached out to a couple of bloggers individually. Like you have individuals in your life and you don't need a ton of people. I would say three to five is amazing. And so start with your inner circle and then that'll get you a little bit more comfortable too, to be like, cool, let's get on Zoom real quick. And also my tip there is record the Zoom call and then upload that call to, um, there's a site called Temi, T-E-M-I, that'll transcribe it for you for just a couple dollars. And then you have their actual words as well. And so you're not forgetting anything or feeling like, oh, I'm struggling to take notes as fast as I can while they're talking. You just get to get on and have a quick little conversation, connect with somebody, ask some fun questions. And yeah, start with start with some friends, start with some people in your inner circle. And then I would say, you know, like build that confidence level and ask other people in your audience. That is such a great tip. I especially love the transcription because I think that by using that recording, we forget what words they've used to describe things. And we'll go to describe it and use a word. They're like, I would, I don't know what that is. That's not what I meant or doesn't relate to them. And it doesn't connect the same way. Um, it's so funny because yes, and such, such a great tip. So, so good. Um, so when we are often focusing on especially for now, I feel like we start to focus just on the size of our following, right? So should the way that we market ourselves kind of depend upon the size of the audience? Do you think it matters whether you are this have this huge following or if you are a bit smaller? You know what? I, I really don't think so. I think that that can harm us more than anything is when we start to focus solely on the numbers. And so obviously we are building businesses that we want to succeed. And obviously we're going to set growth numbers and goal numbers of, oh, I want to have this many people on my email list or this many followers or um, this many page views. Those goals are fantastic. What is not great is when we become obsessive about them and we are focusing solely on who we don't have rather than who we have. And I think that goes for whether you have a hundred followers, whether you have a hundred thousand followers. I think there's something so magical that can happen, not only for your business, but also for your mindset and your overall mental health when you focus on serving the one rather than the ones you don't have. And when we focus on creating content that helps the people that are already following us, our audience is going to grow organically and naturally. And it just, it, there's also that huge mindset piece that goes into it instead of like scrambling, like, oh, I need to use this different hashtag. So I need to try this new strategy or da 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 to try to get more people. And it's like, well, no, like take it back. Take that pressure off of yourself as well. Focus on the few people that you've got. And it really doesn't matter how many that is. Focus on serving them, solving their problems. And then they're going to tell their friends. They're going to start tagging people. They're going to start sharing your content. Your content is going to resonate more when we slow down a little bit, focus on who's following rather than who's not following us. I love that advice. So, so good. Because I think it is. It's like oftentimes we tell people, know who it is that you're talking to. Have that avatar in mind. When you're actually focusing on having that smaller audience, the people that you do have and bringing them value, you're just, like you said, organically providing them with the content that you would necessarily trying to be being that specific about when you're talking to them. So I just love that advice. Where do you believe are the best places to market yourself in 2021? 
wherever your audience currently is. I mean, you know, like I, I think that you, there's so many different platforms, right? There's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, your email list, um, like all of these different places. Where's your audience hanging out right now? Where, and, and if you're like, well, I, I don't know. Well, okay, cool. Where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> like for, you know, your, when you think about where you go to look for content around what you're passionate about and what your niche is, where are those people at? Are they on Facebook? Are they in a Facebook group? Are they on Instagram? Are they more on TikTok? Are they ignoring all of those and they're just getting emails or a podcast? I think it really just comes down to, again, narrowing your focus a bit, taking the pressure off of, oh, I need to be in all of these places. And really, when you focus on one maybe two different things. You know, I I think, you know, if you have a blog or a website, that's obviously number one. Email is always going to be number two for me, but then picking one social media platform aside from that to focus on. um, And it comes back to, you know, what do you always come back to? What, where do you know your audience is hanging out? Cool. Don't try to reinvent the wheel, build it there. Absolutely. Now, so... Does the way that you market yourself change depending on the platform? So what I always recommend is that you, yes and no. But here's what I say is you start with one piece of content and then you repurpose it across all the different platforms. Okay. So if you're starting with a blog post or you're starting with a digital product or something you're pushing on your website, a service, whatever it may be, start with that large piece of content and then repurpose it. Go live on Facebook and talk to your audience about it and start a conversation. Create a reel and a TikTok that hooks people and makes them want to learn more about it so it'll drive traffic back to that blog post or your website. Send out an email about the same thing. So everything that you do, I I like to consider it like an umbrella, right? And so you have your umbrella is that one big piece of content. And then you're going to funnel it down through everything else. It's just going to kind of have this trickle down effect, but we always have to start with, you know, well, okay, cool. If, if we're constantly starting with like fun, trendy pieces of content to share, that's not making us any money. That's, that's, you know, entertaining our audience. Yes. But we need to start with, okay, cool. What's going to make us some more money at the end of the day? What's going to have that return on investment? Um, let's start with that and drive traffic to that first. Then you've got the, all that batched out. You have some extra time. Cool. Go make a fun reel that is within your niche. So you're driving the right traffic to your stuff, but start with that big piece of content and then use it across all platforms and repurpose things. Uh, was on mute for those that were wondering why isn't Jenny jumping in because normally she'd be so excited I was I was clapping and cheering for you on mute while you said that because I am a huge believer in not reinventing the wheel there is no reason to just keep being content machines and pumping out all these different things for all these different platforms I think that was one of my biggest struggles I had with reels in the beginning was because I was seeing so many reels in my feed of people dancing and the singing and the all of that, not on niche, not on brand for me, nothing you would ever see me doing unless I had a lot to drink. <laughs> Just being honest. But when someone then said to me, no, 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 this is on brand for me. And it's just me pulling something that I've already done somewhere else and putting it into a tighter time frame and making it a cute into video. 
it was like a light bulb went off for me. Yes. Oh, I can batch out a ton of reels. I got this now. Right. You've already got all the content there. Like, I think it's, it's all about working smarter, not harder, right? Like you don't have to create 15 new pieces of content every single week, but you can create easily 15 pieces of content from one large piece of content. You can take one blog post or one product that you're trying to push or a service that you're trying to push and you've already written all the copy for it. You've got, you know, everything, you know, everything about it inside and out. You can piece all that together and create 15 pieces of content to push to that very easily and within a couple of hours instead of 15 separate pieces of content, which is just going to lead to burnout and exhaustion and you not wanting to do this anymore. Yes. So one of the biggest questions that I have from my audience in particular is they'll say to me, I have different audiences on different platforms. What would you say? Like, have you found that that happens? And what would you say? And how would you navigate that if that's the case? So I I think that that's a, a, I'm a little worrisome to me, like as a blocking coach, like I'm like, well, okay, what have you done to, are you, did you push out things that were on trend for that platform? And is that what happened? Um, and I would say like, okay, well you need to, if that's happening, you need to come back to what is your brand all about and who are you talking to? Um, rather than letting different platforms dictate your brand, you've got to get solid on who you are, what you do and who you serve. And when you're solid on that, things will be consistent across the board. And if you're finding that it's not landing for some reason, unfortunate gut check right there is that, oh, maybe I grew my audience the wrong way on this platform. Maybe I participated in some threads or maybe I did some giveaways that brought some people that are not my people. Stuff like that happens. Don't beat yourself up about it, but it's something to learn from and to realize, okay, cool. Let me go back to the source. Let me go back to the brand, to that message mining, who my audience is, how I can serve them and create content around that push that out. And you know what you may, it may dip like just truthfully, if you attracted people in because you did a dancing reel and they thought they were going to come and get more dancing reels and TikToks from you, but you're not about that. And that was a fun one-off thing. Um, then, you know, they're, they're not your people at the end of the day and they're not going to buy from you or they're not going to buy, you know, the product that you're pushing or swipe up for, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I heard somebody talking the other day about somebody that did just that. They put out a fun, trendy thing that picked up on the TikTok algorithm. And all of a sudden they have 200,000 followers, but they don't know what to do with them. And they don't want to keep creating that type of content. And so it's like, okay, cool. That was fun. But if you don't want to keep creating that type of content, you know, that's why, you know, Jenny, what you were saying earlier is like, you're never going to see me do like dancing TikToks or whatever it may be. Because we want to make sure that if we're doing something that, you know, there is a time and place for trends. And if it makes sense for your brand, cool, do it, attract those people. If it doesn't, you know, it's the same type of thing. If you're, um, you know, an influencer or a blogger who's wanting to partner with brands, you, we are always going to give you advice. Don't ever partner with a brand that doesn't make sense to your audience because it's not going to do well with 
your engagement. It's not going to do well for the brand and it's going to be off-putting to your audience. So it's the same type of thing. So that's kind of a long roundabout answer. If you're finding you have different audiences on different platforms, I would go back to, well, how did you grow those and go back to your brand initially? Yes, it may go down a little bit, but you're going to build a great foundation from what you've got. Okay. So I love that answer and I agree. And now I have actually a client kind of, I'm going to just give you a scenario and see what you would say. So she has a website that's kind of like a resource for different aspects of parenting, of loss, of infertility, and also now of parents. So it's kind of like they're in different stages. And Mm. sometimes they go in and out of stages and some of the content can be very triggering. So she's done a really great job on Instagram of like, she is very sensitive to it. She will make sure that she lets them know before she talks about something because she is now recently pregnant. So of course now for the ones that have had loss, it's very triggering. Um, But for email, because they go in and out of stages, it's so difficult to kind of filter them and make sure they're in the right like stream or, you know, segment of that list. Do you have any suggestions of like how to better organize that or make it so that those people don't get triggered with like an email about parenting and maybe they've just had a loss? Yeah, it's kind of hard. And, you know, I have a couple ideas for, you know, dealing with the current list, but I would say from this point forward now, you know, that you've kind of built these different things out on your blog, which I think is fantastic. And it sounds like that is an amazing resource and people do go through different stages in life and experience all of those things. And so it's wonderful. Um, The way that you are bringing them now into your email list, make sure that In this case, I wouldn't necessarily have just a general like sign up for updates newsletter opt-in on your site or wherever you're pushing your email list. Um, But I would have more targeted for each of those three pillars. So that way you are confident and, and make sure you segment them, right? Make sure they're going into the right segment for your list and start funneling your new people in that way. And then the other suggestion for dealing with, okay, well, I've already got this awesome email list, but I don't want to trigger anybody. Um, I have seen just just in those last year, and maybe people companies did it before, but I'm I feel like we have more of an awareness and are developing a lot more empathy lately, which is fantastic. And so I've seen a couple of companies send out emails saying, "Hey, we're going to be sending out some Father's Day emails, or we're going to be sending out some Mother's Day emails. If you don't want to see them, please click here." And I've seen some people be like, oh, well, you know, why are they doing that? And it's like, well, because people are hurting and people may be triggered by certain things. And, you know, I think it's wonderful of companies to do that and to be empathetic and to care about people's mental health and be like, hey, I'm not going to send this person on my list all this information about me being pregnant and going through pregnancy when they're dealing with a loss or they're going through IVF and it is really hard or they're doing foster care. Like, there's all these different things that it's like, I don't, I just cannot, I'm mentally tapped out. I can't see another pregnant woman right now because it hurts too much. And so I would say that's how, what I would kind of do with your current email list is send out those letters. 
Hey, I'm going to be sending out stuff about this. If you don't want to hear it, do this. Um, or, you know, so like that can kind of funnel at least funnel like one or two segments. Right. And then, you know, also like, I think it's okay to send out emails and ask like, hi, do you want to hear more about this? Keep it something short and sweet. And if they click the link, segment them into that pillar. That's such a great example. I love it. And I also love the piece that you said, we've become more empathetic. I do think that that has happened. I think the pandemic has kind of caused that. Yeah. Just are so much more aware of all of the crazy that we've had to deal with. And a lot of has had to do with the mental stuff that we didn't openly talk about in the past. Right. So I do love the fact that we can see, you know, we're thinking this way in our marketing. Cause I think that is, that does need to be part of your marketing plan is how am I going to approach my audience, especially if it's a sensitive topic, like we were just in that example that I gave, or even if it's a food blog, like you're going to talk about Mother's Day. Well, maybe you're not, they're not looking for a Mother's Day thing recipe. And if you post that or not even post it, but send them an email about it, it could be triggering. So putting something as simple as that you said, that's just such a great idea. I love it, Bray. So good. Um, so talk to me about your free resource for my listeners. We're going to make sure that we link to it in the show notes. What can they find there? Amazing. Yeah. So they can head to thrivetogether.blog slash profit. So if you are looking to make more money without wasting time, I wanted to create, I'm huge on that. I I believe that we all are pulled in so many different directions, whether it's a full-time job or clients or kids or family or friends, whatever it may be, that I am huge on like, let's get to the point. Let's not waste any time. Let's not spend any time on strategies that aren't going to work. And so I put together an online on-demand class that I walk through just some of those different scenarios on like, hey, like this isn't, you know, where you should spend your time. Let's instead create a plan that's going to work and create that recurring profit for you. So yeah. Perfect. We are going to make sure to link that in the show notes that everybody can get over there and grab it. Guys, always know that you can always send me a DM um, on Instagram and I can send you the direct link to that too in my DMs. We do that all the time. So you know, you can do that. Brie, where else are the best places to connect with you? Yeah. So we also have a podcast. It's called the Thrive Blogger Podcast. So if you're on the app right now, you could hop over there and give us a follow. Um, and then we have um, other blessed places to find us is thrivetogether.blog. We'll just send us to send you to our website where you can find our free Facebook community. And we're over on Instagram as well. And you can DM us anytime. And that's at Thrive Together Blog. Try to keep everything cohesive and the same. <laughs> Yes. No, I totally agree. I love it. Well, Brie, thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge with my audience. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you had me on. It was great to chat with you. All right. There you have it. That concrete example that she gave at the end of how to make sure that we're being empathetic when we are emailing our list. Oh, just hit so close to home for me. And it's just so important that I really, truly hope that you will take that into consideration and figure out what would work best for your audience and your list. As always, you guys, if you haven't already grabbed my email list guide, make sure to send me a DM 
at Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. Also, like we talked about, Brie has some amazing resources that you need to make sure that you hop over to the show notes and grab. As always, if you haven't already left me a reading and a review, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to do so. It helps to get great guests like Brie. All right. Until next time, I will see you all then. 